Hello students, welcome to Science Matters, where we introduce you to everyday science concept and make science fun. I'm your teacher, Mrs. Roxanne McCoy Chambers, and welcome to this another integrated science class. So tell me, what really matters? Did I hear you say my life, my phone, or my dog? Did I hear you say my parents, my football? Well, in science, everything matters. Really? Sounds a bit mind-bugging, right? Well, don't worry about it. In today's class, we are going to define matter. We're going to describe the three states of matter and explain their difference in terms of the arrangement and movement of the particles. So what exactly is matter? I'm sure you have heard the term before. Matter is everything around us that has mass and occupies space. So matter is defined as anything that has mass and occupies space. You recall from last class that mass is defined as the amount of matter or substance that makes up an object. And we said that it's measured in units called kilograms. So you have the mass of your flower, your mass, just to name a few. And when we think of occupy space, we think of the volume of the object. That is, if how much of an area it occupies or fills. So your bed takes up more space than your chair. For example, move to the kitchen. Take an empty cup. Fill it with water. What did you observe? The water simply filled up the available space in the cup. So space or what we would say the volume, is the space that the object occupies. Now pause for a minute and look around you. What is it around you is occupying space and has mass? Look around you carefully and tell me what around you is occupying space and has mass? Did I hear you say your television, your sofa, yes, your juice, your bun and cheese, yes, your table, your bed, yes, somebody said dresser, yes, water, your mom, yes, she's occupying space and has mask, your sister, you, of course you, and we could sum it up to what? Everything. So Everything around us is made up of matter. Although everything around us is made up of matter, we realize that not everything look alike. And that is because matter is classified into three different states. Anybody can tell me what those three states are? Go ahead. Let me hear you. Did you say solid, liquid, and gas? Beautiful. Beautiful. Very good. So, can we put the things that we listed a while ago into these categories? Yes, we can. I heard somebody said something. 
is gas matter? Of course it is. So the air around you is also matter. Does air occupy space? Does it have mass? All right, let's do an investigation to see if air is actually matter. Now, envision this for me, please, if you don't have the materials to carry out the experiment. Say you have a meter rule or just your little ruler there and you attach a balloon to either end. Blow one of the balloons and so one balloon is inflated with air and the other has no air inside of it. And you attach both balloons with a string to the meter rule and you suspend it in the air so you have another cord tied to the meter rule and you have it tied to something else. So this is in the air. What would you observe? You would observe that the meter stick tilt because the balloon with the air has mass. And the, in comparison, the mass of the balloon with the air is greater than the mass of the balloon without air. So that shows you that air has mass. And if you could do something else too, if you take a, a balloon that is not blown with air and place it in a bottle or a container, you can easily put it in there. But blow the balloon now filled with air to capacity. Can it hold in the container that you had it in originally if it's a small container? No, because air now has caused the balloon to expand. So that shows you that air is matter because it has mass and it occupies space. Beautiful. So let's recap. We said now that matter can be classified into three states. What are they again? Solid, very good, liquid, and gas. Awesome. Thank you, my grade seven students. You're doing an awesome job. So I have written down the examples you gave me of matter. And so we want to categorize them into the three states of matter. So quickly draw your table. I want you to have three columns. The first heading for the column would be solid. Next heading would be liquid. And the next heading would be gas. I'm going to be calling some items and I want you to put them into the column that you think they would best fit. So you're trying to identify whether the objects I'm going to be calling are solid, liquid, or gas. So let's go. Television. Where would you put television? Solid. Very good. Sofa. Where would you put the sofa? Solid. Very good. What about your table? Solid. Bed. Solid. You're dead. What about your ice cube? Where would you put the ice cube? Solid. Very good. What about the juice? Liquid, water, liquid. What about your air? Gas. What about the steam coming from the pot that mommy is boiling some water and that steam rising up? What would you, where do you put the steam? Gas. Very good. What about your petroleum jelly? Where would you put that? Liquid? Oh no, solid. What about your toothpaste? Solid. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much. Very good. Very good participation. Now, 
the three states of matter that we look at, they look different, not just because of their physical feature or face look, but they are also different in terms of the arrangement and movement of their particles. Miss, you said particles? Yes, 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 particles. Do you know that scientists have discovered a theory called the particulate theory of matter? Are you interested to know what it states? Well, let me go ahead and tell you. The particulate theory of matter states that matter is made up of tiny particles which are in constant motion. So when you look on your wall, it's not just a big wall containing blocks, but it's actually made up of particles. When you see the air around you blowing the leaves and lifting the garbage, it's not just a big mass of something. It's actually made up of particles. When you pour your juice at home, it is made up of particles. And that is why you can smell what mommy is cooking from the gate because the air particles in the kitchen move through the house into your bedroom and to the front through the front door when you open it and you can tell that mommy is frying chicken today because the particles the air particles are moving and when you mix your syrup and you drop a little syrup in your juice and you realize that even without stirring the color of the water starts to change you know why that happened boys and girls because the particles in your liquid are moving, right? And even in the solid state, particles move too. Hit your decks for me right now and tell me what happened. You feel the vibration? Yes. So solid particles move, but they have a vibrational move. Now, even gas particles move more rapidly than solid particles. Because if you, if you inflate a balloon, you blow that balloon up, and you let it go in the air. What you notice happening to the balloon? It has a rapid zigzag movement. What causes that? The particles are moving. So they are leaving the balloon. And because gas particles move so fast and rapidly because of their high kinetic energy, then you have this rapid movement of your particles. So matter is made up of particles and these particles are in constant motion so what, what what i'm saying now boys and girls is that the particles the arrangement of the particles in the different states of matter is what is responsible for the physical properties of matter so we're going to examine three properties and then we close our class for today so quickly move to the kitchen get a matchbox a domino block a rock or a coin, or some small solid, then I want you to get a glass cup or a square dish or a round dish. Just get two containers with different shape. Then I want you to get half cup of water, a balloon if you have any, or if you don't have any balloon, just get a little empty plastic bag like the, the empty rice bag or the empty flour bag. We're just going to do a little investigation right now. So we want to investigate the shape of substances in the different state of matter. 
Now look at your coin carefully. Look at your matchbox or your domino. What type of shape does it have? Do you realize that it has a rigid shape? Now the reason for this rigid and definite shape is because the particles in the solid state are closely packed together. And so they have a rigid or definite shape. Now I want you to take your solid coin or matchbox or whatever you have, put it in your round container, look at it. Does the shape changes? All right, take it out and put it in another container with a different shape. Does it change? So for me, I'm putting my domino in uh, my rectangular domino in a round glass. The shape doesn't change. I'm putting it now in a square dish. The shape doesn't change. So we say that solid matter, matter in the solid state has a fixed shape. Regardless of where you put it, it maintains its shape. Also, the other thing about solid is that we say it has a definite volume. So whatever the volume of the matchbox, whatever the volume of the domino, whatever the volume of the coin, regardless of what container you place it in, the volume remains the same. Let's check out for liquid now. You're, you have the cup of water there. Okay, pour the cup of water. No, first of all, look at the shape of your water in your cup. Do you have, if you have it in a bottle, you see it has that cylindrical shape. If you have it in a round cup, it has a round shape. Now pour it in your square dish. And I'm pouring in my square dish. And what happens to the shape of the water? It changes. So from that, we can conclude that water doesn't have a fixed shape. What we can conclude is that it takes the what? The shape of its container. Beautiful. So liquids do not have a rigid shape and they take the shape of their container. But let me ask you something. Does the volume of the water changes? Does the water rise to fill out all the space in the container? No. So we say that liquid has a Fixed volume. Beautiful. Now let's go to gas. Blow in your balloons for me or in the little um, clear plastic bag that you have. Right? Compress it. What do you notice about gas? The shape is not rigid. Right? And if you should take that, that the air that is in that balloon, and put it into another balloon, which, you know, you remember those long balloon? What you notice what happened to the shape of the air that you blew in the balloon? It changes. So whatever the container is, the gas particles expand to fill it. So they don't have a fixed shape and neither do they have a fixed volume. So let's recap what we said. We said that solids... They have a definite volume and a rigid structure, which makes them have a definite shape. Liquids, they have a definite volume, but no rigid structure. So they keep no definite shape and they take the shape of the part of a container that they are in. Very good. And what did we say about gases? We say that gases 
They are not rigid. They have no fixed shape and they have no fixed volume. So all of that occur because of the particulate nature of each of these substances in their different state. And this is what, boys and girls, students, this is what is responsible for the shape and the property of the volume that these matter possess in their different shape. So if you notice that the particles in a solid are held in fixed position. So you know that they can vibrate but cannot move. So solids, we say, have a fixed shape. So a solid block like the domino, the coin, the matchbox, it maintains its shape regardless of the container you place it in. While the liquid and the gas, they move about. So a liquid and a gas will take the shape of the container in which they are placed. But solids cannot be poured from one container into another, but liquids and gas can do so. So the fixed shape of the solid means that they cannot form a stream in the same way as liquids and gas are able to do. And this is because of the arrangement of the particles within each state. So let's recap what we learned today before we go into our little activity. We said that matter is anything that has mass and occupies space, which simply mean that matter is everything around us, including us. So in science, we say everything matters. Everything is matter. We say that matter can exist in three different states. The three different states are solid, liquid, and gas. We say that the properties, the particular arrangement of matter is responsible for the properties of matter. So in the solid state, the particles are closely packed together. In the liquid state, they have space between them. And in the gaseous state, they have a wider space between them. And this particular arrangement is what gives rise to the physical properties of each state of matter, where we say that solid is rigid, they have fixed shape and fixed volume. While liquid is not rigid, it has no fixed shape and fixed volume. While gas is not rigid, has no fixed shape and no fixed volume. So a quick question for you. What properties do the following have in common? Solids and liquid. What properties do the following have in common? Solid and liquid. Yes, let me hear your answer. Both solid and liquids have fixed volume. Awesome. Very good. I can see that you are listening. So tell me now, what properties do liquids and gases have in common? What properties do liquids and gases have in common? They are not rigid and they have what? No fixed shape. Very good. Very good. Now, boys and girls, for your homework, I want you to write for me, find out 
what are the two conditions that are responsible for the change of state and you are going to draw a change of state diagram. So you're going to write the two conditions that are responsible for change of state and you are going to draw a change of state diagram. Just do that for me and next class we will be ready to go. Thank you so much for coming to class today. Remember that science is everywhere and science is for everyone.